Hello everyone and welcome to this special edition of Employment Matters Europe, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Philippe Durand, partner at the Paris law firm Auguste de Bouzy. In this special series of podcasts, we will be looking at employment and labor issues affecting businesses and organizations, specifically in our European jurisdictions. In addition to discussing the important stories and events happening in these countries, we are fortunate to have the chance to dial in our local ELA lawyers who practice in those jurisdictions and who are working daily to help their local clients. Joining us today on the program is Emra Karada, who is a managing partner at Karada Law Office in Istanbul, Turkey. Emra today will be discussing some issues in Turkey surrounding the COVID-19 crisis. Emra, how are you doing today? Thank you very much, Philippe. I'm doing pretty fine. How about you? I'm just fine as well, calling you from Paris. Are you in Istanbul right now? Are you in your office or are you calling from home? Yes, I'm in the office. Okay. Now, Emra, in all the countries which have been affected by the COVID-19 crisis, one major question that has arisen, that's the case in France and also in many countries in Western Europe, is whether or not there have been in place some kind of termination restrictions because of COVID-19 situation. So how about Turkey? Would you say, are there any COVID-related termination restrictions that are being applied at the moment in Turkey? Yes, we have considerable termination restrictions still in force. And almost in a way that termination of employment contract is just an exception for the time being. Generally speaking, we have different reasons for termination of employment contracts, and we can categorize them in termination for valid cause and termination for just cause. Of course, this is valid if the employee benefits from the job security provisions. So the reason of valid cause termination may be employee-related reasons, which are the poor performance or the behaviors of the employees. And it can be organization-related. In other words, uh, it can be the business requirements as well. And for termination on just cause, we have reasons such as health reasons of the employee, immoral and dishonest acts of the employee, forced major and absence of the employee due to imprisonment and custody. Of course, these are all the general principles of the Turkish labor law. And as of April 2020, approximately one month following first COVID case in Turkey, a temporary provision has been included into the Turkish labor law. And according to this provision, Except for termination on just cause due to immoral and dishonest acts of the employee and termination on valid cause due to closure of the workplace or cease of business activities, which is a part of termination due to business requirements, the employment contracts cannot be terminated by the employer. So currently, within the framework of the restrictions, Employers in Turkey cannot terminate employment contracts for valid cause based on poor performance or the behaviors of the employees. Even in terms of business requirements, we cannot say that all business requirements are regarded as reason for valid cause termination. For instance, employers cannot terminate an employment contract due to decrease on business volume or restructurings. The reason should be either cease of business activities or closure of the workplace. So yeah, they are very limited. Similarly, for just cause termination, the contracts cannot be terminated due to force major, which is very important considering our subject matter, 
or health conditions of the employees. So the last point that I want to mention here with regard to your first question is that this restriction is not valid for the employees who benefit from job security provisions, but it's also valid for the employees who do not benefit. So in other words, whether or not the employee benefits from the job security provisions, the restrictions apply to all employees in Turkey. I see. Well, the force majeure concept you were referring to is an interesting one because in this country, in France, for example, so far, although we've got no real case law on that, COVID-19 does not amount in most practitioners' mind to force majeure. But it's quite relevant to see that Turkey is still coping with some restrictions. But Emra, how about timing? How about the period during which those restrictions that you just described will be applied? Will they be extended, for example? Is it going to last for a long period of time? Originally, the periods were set for, for three months only in April 2019. But under the legislation, it was stated that the periods may be extended with the presidential decision until 30th of June 2021, which is approximately 20 days later. And the period of extension cannot exceed three months each time of presidential decision. So we are on the last extension period and currently it will be valid until 30th of June. And since the legislation set forth that it cannot exceed beyond 30th of June 2021, we are not expecting another presidential decision which is extending the period even further, restriction period even further. But of course, the pandemic situation is still considerably challenging in Turkey. And therefore, it wouldn't be a surprise to see a new legislation enacted to even further extend these restriction periods. Well, that's very clear, Emra. Basically, as from 1st July 2021, those restrictions will not apply anymore in principle. But as you just said, and it makes sense because we are certainly going through a quite an uncertain situation. As from that date, there might be maybe different restrictions or lighter restrictions that may still apply in, in Turkey. Thank you for that. Of course, when you talk about restrictions, employers often think about the legal consequences in the yeah. event, Emra, that you would be violating those termination restrictions. What would be those, the consequences in that case for Turkish employers? Okay, there are two responses to that question. The first one is the legal consequence, which is set forth under the legislation. And the second one is the one which is still being discussed. Let's start with the first one. The legal consequence of violation of restriction is set forth under the same temporary provision, according to which an administrative fine in the amount equal to gross minimum wage which is currently 2.5,000 Turkish liras, is imposed to employer for each employee whose employment contract is terminated by violating the restriction. Of course, for the ones who want to convert Turkish lira to other currencies, one euro is equal to 10.48 Turkish liras, and one US dollar is equal to 8.62 Turkish liras as per today's exchange rates. By the way, one important point that I forgot to mention in the first part is the situation of termination of employment contract by mutual understanding of the employer and the employee in scope of the termination restriction. Because it is very important, I just forgot to mention. As I explained a few minutes ago, current provision regarding termination restriction only covers the unilateral termination by the employer. 
even the wording of the provision starts as the employment contract cannot be terminated by the employer except for this and that. But same administrative fine is imposed to employers by the Turkish labor organization, even in case the employment contract is terminated on mutual understanding. Apparently, the aim of the administrative bodies is to prevent employers from applying pressure or perhaps threatening the employees in terms of their termination receivables. But of course, the principle of freedom of contract is being jeopardized with this approach because parties should be able to freely terminate the contract on mutual understanding. So many employers who are imposed with such kind of administrative fines due to termination on mutual understanding challenged or still are challenging the fines on administrative courts. The losses are still ongoing and we do not have a precedent yet regarding this. But from legal standpoint, we believe the administrative actions should be cancelled by the administrative courts. Of course, in any case, considering the tendency of the labor organization, we are advising the, to avoid termination on mutual understanding until the restriction periods are over, or at least we have a precedent which are cancelling the administrative actions taken by the Turkish labor organization. And as I said, there are two legal consequences. One is the one regulated under the legislation, and the second one is the one which is being discussed. And the administrative fine is the only legal consequence of breaching termination restriction as per the temporary provision. But many discussions were and are being held around the validity of termination in legal doctrine level. Many scholars are still defending that the termination should also be regarded invalid in such cases. The administrative fine shouldn't suffice as a legal consequence of this breach. But of course, as in other countries, the lawsuit processes were extremely delayed due to pandemic in Turkey. And we have no final court decision yet on this subject. But we are expecting for courts to rule invalidity of the termination in the near future just for breaching the termination restriction. Well, it will certainly be interesting, Emra, to see what kind of court rulings you will be getting from Turkish courts on that specific topic, because in a lot of European countries, not the majority, but a lot of them, there are no real direct restrictions. So it will be certainly interesting to follow up. Now, Emra, let's assume a Turkish employer is really embarrassed with those restrictions you just described. What will be the alternative options that will be open to Turkish employers to try to avoid those restrictions? As just said, unfortunately, termination on mutual understanding cannot be regarded as an alternative option based on the approach of the Turkish labor organization. But of course, with enactment of provision regarding termination restriction, the legislator brought some alternatives for the employers in order not to completely tie employers' hands. Uh, so first option for the employers is to make a short-term work application to the Turkish labor organization. Actually, we should say it, it was an option because no new applications are accepted by the organization, which are made after 31 January 2021. So many employers have made the application before that date by documenting that the weekly working hours in their workplaces are temporarily reduced by at least one third, or the activity at the workplace completely or partially stopped due to pandemic. So we can say that the first option is to apply for short-term work structure. 
And the second option would be for employers is to put employees into unpaid leave. So this is also an interesting issue because principally employees' consent is required to be taken to be able to put the employee to unpaid leave. But during coming-related termination restrictions, employer can put employees to unpaid leave with their unilateral decision, and employees cannot terminate their employment contracts for just cause for being put on unpaid leave. Another important point with regard to unpaid leave is that the period on which the employee is on unpaid leave shall not be taken into consideration while calculating the employee's rights depending on their seniority. Severance pay, notice pay, and annual leave entitlements can be given as example to such rights. And as I said, these periods shall not be taken into account. So these are the two alternatives that employers have comparing to termination of employment contract. Well, these are certainly quite uh, employers-friendly uh, options that you, you described. And <laughs> I think many countries would be uh, happy to have this kind of freedom and flexibility for employers. But beyond these two options you just talked about, EMRA, will there be a third option, like a kind of government subsidy program that can be applied, a furlough mechanism or something similar? Yes, we have some government subsidy programs, of course, and these are relatively related with the options that we just talked about. So we just talked about options of the employers, and the first one was the short-term work application. And if the employer makes that application, short-term work application, the government pays an allowance to employees during the periods under which the employees are on short-term work allowance. And the amount of short-term work allowance is 60% of the average daily earnings taken as basic to premium. But of course, it cannot exceed 150% of the monthly minimum gross wage which I just mentioned at the beginning of the discussion. So the labor organization makes allowance payments only for the days on which the employees do not work. For the days on which the employees continue to work, employer's obligation to pay employees' wage and social security contribution continues. Of course, this is valid only in case of partial short-term work structure. In case where the activity in the workplace is completely stopped, the employer is not required to pay any wages or social security contributions to the employees or on behalf of the employees during short-term work period. So this is one of the subsidy programs. And the second subsidy program is actually, again, related with the unpaid leave period of the employees. So we just said that employer can put the employee into unpaid leave with unilateral decision. And in such case, Again, a daily allowance is paid to employees, and the amount of this allowance is 50 Turkish liras per day and per employee. And this corresponds to 1.5 thousand Turkish liras on monthly basis, which doesn't even correspond to even half of the monthly gross minimum wage in Turkey. So these are the subsidy programs from which the employees would benefit. Unlike employees, only very few portion of craftsmen, little artisans, and real person business owners are provided with a lump sum payment. And this payment is made under the name of gratuity. And the amount of this payment is 1,000 Turkish liras. As I said, this is a lump sum payment and it is expected to cover the last 20 months. This is the lump sum payment and it is made only once. 
But of course, that being said, there are some social security contribution incentives for the employers who contribute to protection of employment during pandemic periods. So we can say the incentives like normalization incentive and other is back to employment incentive and surplus employment incentive. These kind of incentives are provided to employers and we can go in detail whenever you want. Well, Emra, I would like to go back to those programs. Basically, you described to the audience today two programs for employees, one program for what I would call self-employed people, artisans, people working by themselves. But what would be, and that will be my last question, Emra, what would be the general conditions for benefiting for those programs? The conditions for allowance to be paid during unpaid leave, the employee should be put on unpaid leave, obviously, which is the first condition. The employee should start working prior to 17th of April 2020, which is the date on which the temporary provision is enacted. The employee should not be a pensioner and the employee should not be benefiting from short-term work allowance. These are the conditions to receive allowance during the period on which the employee is unpaid leave. When it comes to conditions for short-term work allowance for employees, the first condition is for the employer to make an application to the Turkish labor organization by documenting, evidencing this real situation in the workplace The second condition is no employment contract should have been terminated in the workplace in which the employee is working. The third condition is that the employee should not be a pensioner. And the last condition is that the employee should have been working at least for two months in the workplace and at least 450 days insurance premiums should have been paid in the last three years. So for both allowances, the deadline is 13th of June 2021. But of course, if the termination restriction is extended, we expect these periods to be extended as well. The second part will be the incentives for the employers and what are the conditions for the employers to benefit from the incentives that we have just discussed. As I said, one of the incentives is called as normalization incentive. So employers who return to normal working schedule following putting employees to unpaid leave or making short-term work application are exempted from social security contribution of the employees for six months period. And another incentive is called as the back to employment incentive. Employers who re-employs its employees whose contracts were terminated between January 19 and April 2020 benefit from a discount on employees' share of social security contributions. And this incentive is valid during restriction period, currently 30th of June 2021. Last but not least, employers who employ more employees comparing to periods between January 2019 and April 2020 benefits from a discount on the employee's share of social security contribution restriction periods. And this is called a surplus employment incentive. So these are the conditions of benefiting from government subsidy programs for both employees and the employers. Well, Emra, these incentives you just described are quite interesting because it's a pretty original mechanism to try to put the economy and the employees back at work. So, Emra, I wanted to thank you for this general overview, which I think will be very interesting to our audience who is willing to set a business in Turkey or who has already a business in Turkey. 
Thank you for joining us today on this program. To all of you, if you would like to connect with EMRA or any of our lawyers around the world, please search for them on the ELA website at ela.law, that's .law, of course, where you can sign up to receive invitations to our upcoming webinars, download white papers and on-demand content, or access the ELA's exclusive global employer handbook. You've been listening to Employment Matters Europe, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Philippe Durand, and thank you for listening today.